At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. This morning, as my wife said, I just want to spend a little time reminding you. Um, last year, we took what our vision was for 2022, and twice during the year, I brought a word as a reminder of the wisdom of God that we had talked about last year. Well, this year, the commanded blessing that we preached at the beginning of the year into our uh, vision weekend, um, today I, I want to remind you of some things that we talked about at the first of the year for you to continue in those things in your life on a day-to-day basis concerning the commanded blessing. Deuteronomy 28.8 was the foundational verse that we used, and I want to look at that again. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So, um, you, you, you can agree with what I'm going to say, or you don't have to agree, okay? But I, I believe we live in a society that has taught us, taught humanity, our society in this country, okay? I'll say, I can't speak for other countries. But in this country, I believe that we've been taught how to secure ourselves, how to protect ourselves, and how to keep from there being any kind of a bad, rainy day. So we've been taught how to invest out of fear. We've been taught how to save out of fear. And and we've been taught how to protect ourselves because nobody else will. And because of that, people have the tendency of not stepping out and believing God for things. Now, what I just said could really offend a lot of people. What I just said could really offend. I didn't say that investments were bad. I have investments. I didn't say that you being smart and and developing certain types of of, um, savings or, you know, we've been been also preached to a lot in our lives regarding insurance and life insurance and those kind of things. I'm telling you, there's all kinds of ways that you can invest money that will produce so many more dividends. I'm talking about in the natural than life insurance policies would. Now, I'm not against life insurance. You sell life insurance or you have life insurance, keep it. If it's good for you, it's good. That's fine. I'm just saying there's some things that we've been taught that have distracted us and kept us from being able to believe God because what I've I've realized is, and, and 
I'm not saying this like I've got it all together and I, I'm, you know, worth millions of dollars and I know what to do. And I, I'm not talking to you like a, like an, a, an, a financial advisor in the natural realm, okay? I'm talking to you about the advice that the Bible gives us. God's commanded blessing. He said, I will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, your bank accounts, your investments, everything that you do, and in all to which you set your hand. Whatever you do, I will command the blessing on that. And He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This is our land, your land, where you're at, where you work, where where you're connected. God's commanded blessing is on you if you believe it. Well, the definitions at the first of the year that I gave to you of blessing, the word blessing is, number one, God's favor. He said He would command His favor on you. In the book of Psalm, I'm not remembering which verse of Scripture it is, but it says that the favor of God would surround you like a shield with God, with men, because of God. With men, because of God. The commanded favor is what He's already spoken over your life. Also with blessing is protection of every kind. Now, okay, so there's an earthly system, okay, that's out there, and God knows that we need to be involved in the earthly system. Our faith can't be in that, but we have to be involved in it. Do you think that God has wisdom to teach you and show you how to invest in the system? But it may not make sense like other people might tell you. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But God has already commanded the blessing, so what He wants you to do is find out from Him. And you know, that can be through other people that, ha- that are godly people that understand how to do investments and those kind of things from a godly perspective. But if God's commanded blessing, His favor and His protection and His prosperity and His goodness are on our life already... That's what I need to be spending my time receiving what He's already given me. What He's already given me. The word prosperity is defined as peace and joy, advancement, thriving, sufficiency. All of those things that God wants you, He wants you to be sufficient not in your own ability, but in your ability that is connected to Him. He will bless everything that you set your hand to. Everything. But you and I have to actively be involved in believing that or it won't just happen that way. It's not about just confessing a few scriptures and just watching something drop out of the sky. It's confessing scriptures so that you change the way you think And then, when you get wisdom from God, you begin to step that out, no matter how nervous or scary in the natural that that appears to be. No, I'm going to step it out because God told me to do this. God wants to bless you and I above anything that we can even ask or think, but we have to do it His way. 
And the reason I'm talking about it like this today is because there's so much more involved in being able to hear the voice of God than what meets the eye. We can hear God a little bit in certain areas, and then we think, we, you know, people, the, the, our tendency is, myself included, at different times in my walk with God, your tendency is to think, now you've got it down. No, 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 I have to continue to hear from God. Well, He gave me a brain, I can figure stuff. No, that's the worst thing you'll ever do. I promise you, you need help for the future. Amen? And we got the helper to help us. He's not the doer. He's not the doer. He's the helper to do. Can you say amen? He's the helper. In Deuteronomy 30 and 19 that we read at the beginning of the year, it says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, watch this, blessing and cursing. So life is connected to blessing, death is connected to cursing. Therefore, choose life. Therefore, if you feel like it, try to choose life and blessing. No? The command is, this is the command. He's commanding you to choose the blessing that he's commanded on you. I'll say it like that again. He's commanded you to choose the blessing that he's already commanded on you. So if God's commanded the blessing on me, to advance, to prosper for everything that I set my hand to, to prosper, then he wants me to accept that, to receive it, to begin to live in it and know what that means and what that looks like because you can talk about the blessing and I give you a few definitions, but that doesn't mean that you totally understand it. You have to receive it by faith, expecting the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, to reveal that to you on a day-to-day basis. I'll just tell you right now. I don't have the ability or the capability of explaining that to you like you really need to know it. I'm telling you things right here. They'll stir you because the Word stirs you. I can help you. I'll talk with you. I'll give you examples. You can, spend, you can make a meeting with me and come and talk about a specific thing that you need to work. But at the end of the day, nobody can explain to you what I'm talking about right now like the Holy Ghost can. Why? He's the true teacher. He's the one that takes what you hear preached, what you're confessing over yourself, what you're meditating on that you're getting down in your heart. He takes that and he reveals it to you. So you have to learn how to hear the voice of God. Without it, without it, mm -mm, doesn't work. When I first started pastoring, uh, I thought the Holy Ghost just gave me the badge to be the Holy Ghost. So I was going to just help everybody out and fix everybody's problem and do it, and everybody was going to get fixed, and the whole world was going to get saved because of me. I mean, not like I was about myself so much, but I just feel like, I felt like what I was learning and what I knew and the things that God had shown me and revealed to me that everybody was going to get it and I was going to fix it all. Not even a little bit. Actually, the more that you try to do out of your element for someone else, the worse it gets. 
because it's the Holy Spirit's job. I'll say it again. The more you step out of the, your element and what you're called to do. I mean, I'm preaching the word today because the Bible says you need to hear the word preached. I need to hear myself preach it. I need to hear other people preaching the word. You need to hear because that's where faith begins. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word. But the hearing that you do, the meditation you do from what you hear, now empowers the Holy Spirit to show you what he really wants done for you. I love the, the way that he is so personal with each and every one of us. Why would he be showing you things that he's showing me about something in my life? You don't need to know what he's telling me. I don't need to know what he's telling you. He's going to reveal things to you. But if we don't move toward him and we don't receive that commanded blessing on our life, then we're going to work hard to try to make that commanded blessing work out and, and work in our lives. Trying to make our lives blessed when what we're created to do is to receive it and then do what he shows us to do to see that manifest. Mm, I can't say it any, any better than that right there. In the beginning in Genesis 1, just see how we were created. I, I mentioned this when I was talking about marriage earlier. But in Genesis 1 and verse 26, God said, Let us, Father and Word and Holy Spirit, let us... Make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So he made us in his image. He's spirit, and so are we. Everybody say, I am spirit. We are spirit beings. That's who we are because we were created like him. We were created just like him. To think like he thinks, to operate the way that he operates, we were created to think and be just like him. He gave us dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, God created man in his own image. Watch this. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. What did he do to them? He blessed them. That blessing that I just read about in Deuteronomy, that blessing was released on mankind right there. Right at the beginning. He blessed them. He empowered them. He favored them. He prospered them. He, didn't, he wasn't going to prosper them. He wasn't going to give them favor when they needed it. He gave it to them right then. And listen, God never took that back. Adam gave it up. People say, well, it was Eve, but Adam stood there and watched her and, and partook of the same thing, and he is the one that was given the authority. And he gave it up. Can you say amen? God never took it back. So when Jesus came, what he brought back to mankind is what God never took back. Hmm. And that's the commanded blessing upon our lives. You and I are blessed. We're favored. We're prosperous. We're protected. We're people that live and operate in God's goodness. His goodness is on our lives. He has released that over us right here. 
and it's never changed. That was over 6,000 years ago, and it's never changed. He never took it back. It was gone for a season, came back to us again, and it'll never leave, ever. He died one time, Jesus did, for all people and all situations. When this dispensation of time is over with, then it's all finished. When the church age is gone, when he's reigned here for a thousand years, and the lid is pulled up, and boom, he's pushed down into the pit, and it's shut, and it's done, then it's over with, and it's the way it always should have been. No resistance, no resistance to our faith, all of it's ours, but I'm telling you today, you and I don't have to be moved by a thing, it's all ours right now. His commanded blessing is on us now. What's the key? The number one key is to be able to hear from Him. And when we hear from Him, the Word that's in us is empowering us to do what He's telling us to do. Hear and do is the success of every human being on planet earth. Hearing from him and doing what he says. That's what Jesus did. That's what you and I are called to do because he's already set it up that if we hear and do, it'll produce exactly like it did with Jesus. So, if that's, if that's true, if that's true, what's the problem? Well, it's got to be God. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with Him. The problem is not hearing correctly and then not doing correctly. I, you know, the hearing is about 98.3% of the issue. Because when you're do, developing the Word, and it's, a, it's giving you the ability to hear, the Word is already there to empower you to obey. But when we're hearing incorrectly, because we've not spent the time we need to in the Word and let, letting the Word change the way we think and empower us in our ability to think like God, when we're not doing that, then, then our ability to hear is so clouded. That's why, as we've taught here so much, that's why your daily routine is so vital and learning to believe in that daily routine even when it gets, you get tired of it and it gets a little dry or whatever. You quit that, then it hinders your ability to be able to hear correctly that actually gives you the empowerment to obey what God's telling you to do. Everybody say, I hear. Say it. I hear correctly. We, we are, the body of Christ has to hear from God. We cannot fix anything on planet earth. Nothing will change on planet earth if we're not hearing from the one that's got it all, that created us, that has empowered us, that has blessed us, that has positioned us to accomplish in the earth just like what Jesus was, and Jesus said, we'll even do greater things and greater works because of where he sits now, representing us. We can't lose, except if we allow ourselves to be lazy and not develop a relationship with God 
that creates the ability to hear and do what he's telling us to do. Can you say amen to that? Proverbs 10 and 22 in the Amplified says this. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. And he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. So there's nothing you can do to increase the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. There's nothing you can do to make that better. The more you try to do that's not from him, the worse it gets. So I want to say it like this. The blessing of the Lord makes you truly rich in favor, in protection, in prosperity. It makes you truly rich in living in the goodness of God. It makes you truly rich in peace and joy and sufficiency. That's what everybody's looking for. Man, the peace and joy thing, yeah, you know, the sufficiency and the money and, and, and those kind of things people are after, but people want peace and joy. And you know what? Did God leave anybody out when he created Adam? Adam was the beginning of all mankind that would ever, he was the first, but he was the beginning of all mankind that would ever live. So nobody's been left out. So you know what it means? That that rich blessing that I just mentioned, and there's many other things you could add to that, the rich blessing that is ours is already on us and in us. Whether you're born again or not, you are still created in the image of God, and that blessing is on your life. When we accept Jesus then we don't want to accept him spiritually and stay with our old trashy thinking that we've had from days past. We want to renew our minds. And we, you know, I just have to say, I've been saved for 44 years, 40-something years, five years. I've been saved for a long time. And in the beginning, I didn't really realize how important it was to change the way I think. I didn't realize it. I did not realize how vital it was to the success of my life to change the way I think. You know what I do today? I mean, I am constantly, I, ha I have, if I showed you my list right here, I have a list of at least 12. Right now it's, it's at 12. I have a list of 12 changes that I'm working on in my life. Well, crap, Pastor, you're a mess. <laughs> Whatever, you know. No, I'm not a mess. But I, I want things, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to stay the same ever. I don't want to get lazy and get complacent and just stay the same old, same old. I want to change. There's one thing on planet Earth that you cannot stop. Change. 
I heard somebody the other day say, man, you know, we, we've just lost our sleepy little town. Well, sleepy gets lazy. <laughs> so Kerrville's not a lazy little town anymore. Glory to God. Amen. People are coming in and they're getting saved. Can you say amen to that? They're getting saved, healed, and delivered in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody kind of doesn't like a little of this and all the traffic and those kind of, but you can't stop change. Well, we'll move to Montana. Yeah, but it'll grow out there too. So learn to deal with change, but start within you. See, when you're changing, like I said, I got a list of 12 changes that I, that I not 12 of them at once, but things that I've just said, you know what? I want to get better at that. I don't want to stay like I was. I don't want to be that way. I want to constantly be changing by faith in God so that I'm on the cutting edge of the next faith experience that God wants to flow through me, right? Because when you've got faith experiences that are producing in your life, then you've got something to give other people. And that's what the commanded blessing does. Listen to me. It's already on you. It's already on you. It's already yours. God wants you to receive it and learn to walk in it. Can you say amen? So, I want to just end with this today. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. My wife was talking about this. I love what she said about the covenant as a tither and a seed sower. In Malachi 3, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven, pour, you, pour out for you such blessing. It didn't say blessings. He's talking about that blessing that God put on you. So the tithe is an activator of that blessing. Um, I want you to just hear this confession that I make over myself every day. If you've taken uh, any of the, the uh, building a daily routine classes, the Connect Equip classes, if you've taken this, you, you, you should have this, a copy of the, this confession. But this is what I say over myself and over my family every day. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. I command the blessing of the Lord on my finances, on my health, on my marriage, on my family, on my church, because I'm a tither in the name of Jesus. So see... What I'm commanding, I have the authority to command what he commanded. See, I'm not commanding something, dreaming something up and doing something that I think is a good idea. I'm commanding on myself, on my marriage, on my family, on my finances, on my health, on, on, on all of you. I'm commanding that because I'm a tither. So let's go back and look at what gives us the ability to be able to do it? He said, he said, bring the tithe into the storehouse. In the New Testament, my, my wife mentioned that a lot of people say today that, well, tithing's Old Testament. You, you don't have to tithe. You don't have to do anything. Crud, you don't have to do anything. Did you hear, hear me? You can sit in this church 
for years and years and years and never give a penny here and nobody will ever say anything to you because you got the freedom to do whatever you want to do. But <laughs> you know we, ta- we teach about it and we talk about it because the Bible talks about it. The Bible talks more about money than it does anything else. So why should you get your information from the world when we've got the goods? And then you just choose and you decide. There's no pressure. No pressure at all. You don't have to do a thing. But in the New Testament, Jesus made this statement. He taught about being more concerned about how you love people, being more concerned about how, and he's telling the Pharisees this, about how you you give into people's lives, how you bless people. He, he said, you need to be more concerned about that than you need to be about tithing. And people took that as Jesus said, you don't need to tithe. He said, no. He said, do, do what I'm telling you to do about treating how to treat people. That's first and foremost. But don't not do this. Jesus never stopped the tithe. Tithing was all through the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, we have four accounts of people tithing. He never stopped it. He just didn't see the need in talking a whole lot about it, I guess. But he never stopped it. But you don't have to do that, and you don't have to receive and, and let it be this, this, this like uh, exchange that goes on when you're obeying as a tither the blessing of God coming on your life and you being able to command that like I'm doing in that, in, in that confession that I speak every day. I mean, there'll be days I'll speak that, and I mean, I begin to pray in the Spirit. God begins to show me things about that. He'll, he may begin to show me things about other people and their lives and, and what He wants to do in and through them. It's amazing the authority that you have when you're a tither on purpose. You're a tither that honors God with the tithe and, and speaks blessing over the tithe and, and what the tithe will produce in your life. Because tithing is not giving. Tithing is what you honor God. The, the Bible says the tithe belongs to God. You're honoring God with the tithe. And so, so as a result of that, the commanded blessing and it says here, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So the devourer is rebuked on my behalf from devouring my life because I'm a tither on purpose. So I can command the blessing and I can let the enemy know you have no right to devour my life. Not physically, not financially, not my marriage, not my family, not, any, not the church body, not anything else. I have the right as a tither, to command those things because he's already commanded it, but it's because I'm a tither. Man. Sickness tries to come around my house, to, into my life, my wife's life, into our lives. Sickness tries to come against us in any way. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. He's already commanded the blessing of health and healing, and I'm letting sickness and disease know it has no right to remain. Whether I see the manifestation immediately or not, I live that way because of what I've been taught here. And that's what you and I, this year, with that revelation of the commanded blessing, we have to make it our own, and we have to take it into the years and the decades ahead of us. That we've been given that authority to command what God commanded over Adam in the garden It's still intact. 
It's still there. We're still blessed. We still have favor. We still are prosperous. We're still advancing. We're still moving forward. We're still receiving everything, the protection and everything that God says is ours. It's still ours. And I'm enforcing that today. Can you say amen? In the name of Jesus. So I end with this verse. Psalm 119 and 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Everything I've read to you today from God's word is settled. Everything that I've talked to you about, that I began in the first of the year and that I'm talking to you about today concerning the commanded blessing, it's settled. It's done. Say that. It's done. Right now, just close your eyes and however you do, just receive from God. Lift your hands or whatever you're doing, whatever you need to do, but receive from God right now. Receive from Him the blessing that's already there. Lord, I'm not rejecting that. I'm not not trying to skirt around it. I'm not going to live my life trying to make things happen when you've already made it happen. I'm going to learn to receive from you like never before. I'm going to learn to hear from you and be a doer of what I'm hearing from you like I never have before. Just make that commitment to him now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Just put your hand on you, on your chest or on your body. Put your hand on yourself. And say this after me. Today, I receive the commanded blessing that came from God in the beginning and is still on my life today. Because of the commanded blessing, I am rich in favor, in blessing, in prosperity, in protection, in peace, in joy, in everything that is the nature of God. It is mine because God commanded it on my life. Right now, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Shout amen, somebody. Glory to God. Woo! Come on. Give God praise today. He is so worthy of our praise. Glory, 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 glory. Don't ever, don't ever let a word that you hear preached go in one ear and out the other ear. Do something about a word preached. If there was something that was said that really hit you a certain way, make sure to write that down. Don't, don't, don't lose something that was given to you from the preached word because the Holy Spirit wants to take that and reveal it to you personally in a supernatural way. Can you say amen to that? Do that. Receive it today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.